Welcome back to another episode of Peology. This is the show where the people in the pews get to weigh in, and this is our series, Crackhead Chronicles, affectionately named by Axel, who's with us this evening. Thank you so much for joining us. We've got our good buddy, Avi. What's up? And our good buddy Sean. How you doing? All right. Johnny Sean. Oh, it's good to have everybody. Made it. Yeah. I the big leagues. That's right. You, are, you, have, been, you have moved up to the big leagues. Millions bro. of people are listening. Mm-hmm. We're on step 12 in the 12 steps. Great. Here we go. Having had a spiritual awakening, as the result of these steps, We tried to carry this message to the alcoholics and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. Wow. And and go. That's pretty good. And I just want to make sure we get it slowly and get it in there. Here you go. He's at least got a sponsor. I mean, he might not be following any direction. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think? Uh, How long did it? Okay, let me ask you some questions. How long did it take you to make it to step 12 for the first time? First time or like when's the first time you ever got to step twelve? How long were you sober till you days. got to step yeah. you forty five days you got to step twelve? Yeah. yeah, well that was after I relapsed. Right? Wait a minute, whoa, 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 hold on. So forty five days after so, a relapse, you I mean, got to step twelve. My story is a little different okay. than most regular Give it typical. To me. So I went a year and eight months learning everything. Right? But not applying anything. No, not, not applying, applying it? Not applying it. So just it. reading it. Yeah, reading it, learning it, inter- like internalizing it. Try. Okay, hold on. Try. I'm going to ask you a specific question. So you're saying the first time through for that first year, you knew you needed to make an inv- inventory. You just didn't do it. I just didn't do it. Oh, wow. I knew I, knew it. Much like the, our I, whole knew, congregation. I knew I needed to humble myself. Yeah. But I needed some more humiliation in order for that to happen. Okay. And it was maybe even a little deeper than that, right? You had told people you had done it and maybe even helped yeah. guys do inventories yeah. oh, yeah, too, I right? Even, oh, I even had oh, sponsees. I had like five. You had a sponsor. <laughs> you were sponsoring somebody and you've never done the steps? Well, that, that's the fear. What a mess. Yeah, that's the fear that we deal with. Yeah. It's like the worst thing in this world is you find out. You know, it's okay if I know. You know, I just oh, act accordingly. If that's I can, so can just great. convince you that Did you I ever know. go back to your sponsees when you hadn't done the steps and say, listen, man, I was a horrible sponsor? I mean, they kind of knew when I realized. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you might have to add that to the inventory list. Yeah. Do you ever see anybody? Do you ever see anybody that you used to be a sponsor of when you weren't doing um, the steps? I haven't ran into anybody. Yeah. Wow, sponsor of five people and not doing the stuff. And, and one of them had five years. Yeah, and and that's the crazy thing is like perfectly okay, right? It's not not a good idea. It probably won't work, right? But it's like he's he's learning, he's practicing. Yeah. He doesn't even know what he's suffering from, even though he's got all the information, the zero application, and he's just trying. He's trying anything. And and that's really what it takes to stick and stay in this program. Like, You're talking about in regards to the program or in regards to sponsoring other guys and working with them? The whole deal, right? Everything. You know, like there's a couple of things that we say. Like I was afraid. I, I was probably less than two months in and being told you're ready and I'm definitely not ready. Mm. And you're ready to sponsor somebody by my sponsor is telling me you're ready. And At what I, point was that around 60 days, right about. Yeah. And where were you in the steps? I was on step 12. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I hadn't done any amends, but like I didn't have any, I was in Philadelphia. I did all my dirt in Boston and Florida and, and so there wasn't anybody there to amend to. You know, that's not entirely true. But that was you your know, story. You were yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. That was my truth. That's in wild. The moment. Yeah. 
And yeah. so rather than just have me sit and it be this, you know, pissing contest, he's I like, guess, let's I, keep I it guess, moving. I guess from a person outside of of that world of active recovery, only having access to any of this world through Al-Anon, like I just assumed that going through the steps, especially the way we've done it just in these discussions, I would assume it would take you like minimum like a year so, to really to really give it any real depth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, this is a program filled with idiots. I mean, we're, we're all idiots. And we're idiots leading other idiots. Well, and there's definitely like, no I master class I love class your heart here. and I love your honesty. So what's the truth? Well, think about it like this. If you can... If you can summarize the steps, right? Okay. And you can, and you know how to do them, and you've done them. That's all that's really required for you to be able to carry the message. Yeah. Like, all right, you know how you're powerless. You know how your life is unmanageable. Have you come to believe in something greater than you? Yeah. You know, yeah. are you willing to turn your will and life over to this? Yeah. All right. So then, if you are, the next you do inventory. Yeah. You do all of the inventory. Now you tell me. You tell me. <laughs> but I've seen some of those books, like some of the the tools you guys use to do the inventory too. And it's this like, right here? dude, that's like a workbook, man. Like you guys. I mean, some so, of these stuff so is like. Some of these people are taking. You must, you must be talking about narcotics. That's anonymous. NA. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have they have workbooks. So they have not that our work is is any less. Uh, they're um, overachievers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it, 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 it is different. Right? I've got a lot of dear friends in NA, are, and they have. Are you an NA guy or an AA? I'm an Guy. Okay, so you're not. But uh, but I'm like a full <laughs> full blown drug addict. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it doesn't matter, which is right. a cool thing. And I know people who have been to uh, gone through AA and then switched to NA and like say they they're like, oh, AA is like college. Uh, AA is like high school and is like college. I'm like, eh. what do you what, what why why be a part of AA over NA for you? So it wasn't a choice. That's what I just got exposed to. Right, this guy came in the treat. For, treatment facility that i was at and really didn't give me any option he's like i was a patient here i know when your visitation is i'm showing up and i'm in visitation and he just shows up you know and and he starts reading the doctor's opinion and makes a lot of sense right it answers a lot of questions i never had the answers to like what the heck's wrong with you and why can't you just stop Right. I think you end up either in AA or NA. It's just really this serendipitous thing that happens. When you're ready for any A at that moment, if you happen to be in an NA meeting yeah. or you happen to be working with guys in NA and you're at that moment where you're ready and you're going to start taking these spiritual principles you make seriously. A with somebody. You make, yeah, and you're off to the races. It's the same 12 steps. There's yeah. really no Absolutely. difference in them. No, I'm not knocking. I was just wondering why you know you, you ended up there, like how it happened. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't by choice. Yeah. By design, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And also, like, you get, you got to think about it like this. They're already a train wreck. You can't really make it worse. <laughs> and, and that's the kind of things. When I wasn't ready, <laughs> so he told me two things, right? <laughs> the first one was, they don't know that you don't know. And it was just like, like so freeing, right? Because yeah. I'm afraid I'm going to try to teach you something. And you're going to be like, that's not right. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're trying to help these guys. And the other one was, they're going to die anyways. How could you mess their life up right? any worse? I've heard you know that so many mean? times. You got to kill a couple in the beginning. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, and it's about making the mood light. Like, it is life or death, but it's still not that serious. Like, one wait, of the wait, things wait, we wait, suffer can we, can we Can we take a detour real quick? Can we take a detour? Your your sponsor wrecked your car. Oh yeah, yeah, he totaled it. Yep, he totaled it. Totaled it. Yeah, and listen, this is he really. Does, he's an over here. It was your I'm fault. It's your fault. Yeah, because just before I handed him the keys, I said to him, "You got a driver's license, right?" And he's like, "No, it's suspended." And I said, "Suspended for what?" He goes, "DWI." And I was like, "Huh." 
all right, just don't crash the car. And I gave it to him anyway. And I gave it to him anyway. You nice know? job. Um, so I'm an idiot. And and I've um, I've made this mistake before where, you know, I'm, I'm not specifically this okay. one. <laughs> but where I've had, you I'm know. Like, how many cars have you wrecked? No, no. You I know what's so crazy? When he called me to tell me, I thought he realized. I was like. Like, so did my wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I called, I said, hey, my car got wet. You got to over here and pick me up. And she was like, oh, he oh, definitely, definitely got high. Yeah. And yeah. when she knew I wasn't yeah. the driver, she thought I sent somebody to go get high and hey. to come back and get me. I mean, she had this whole story in, in her, her head. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because these, these uh, chaotic moments. give you a little bit of a bump? Like a little bit of a bump to know that she thought that and you... And you a lot more than a bump. I was like, I told you. Like, oh, girl, I got you. As a matter of fact, I was just saying the other day, she's always... I was like, look, if you want to drug test me, no problem. But let's at least make a bet out of it you know if if i'm positive then all right what are you betting but if i'm not positive i get to go to columbia and we have a threesome <laughs> you know what I, I mean? Knew, I knew it was and, a sexual and, favor. I knew it. I freaking knew it. I was yeah. like, what are you betting? Uh, uh, I, yeah, I was yeah. like, it's yeah. a guy. It's going to be something sexual. You know, so <laughs> no, if, if you're going to test me, I'm always going to be positive now. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to test me, I want to turn this into something you where I get that, something man. out of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, but we're, we're Classic we're man. So and right that's, that's also another symbol. Like, we make them crazy. You know, if you have any right. exposure to Al-Anon, like, the Al-Anons are sicker than the alcoholics and the narcotics. I don't think a lot. Do you guys know that? What? That what? That what's taking place in a room in Al-Anon many times from a from a um, psychological level, a lot of psychiatrists and psychologists would consider it sicker, like dependency problems and codependency issues and all that stuff, like even deeper, like the level of work that really truly has to take place to 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 help self-correct somebody's thinking of enablement or, or codependency or the things that, that, that Alan is dealing with, believe it or not, it's wild. Yeah. You know, and you know what I think about um, the people that we've made spiritually sick, it's not so clear to them that they need a spiritual solution as well. Yeah. And so it's so much more difficult for them to cross that bridge and be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I understand. I have a spiritual malady. It's very easy for us. We have no choice. Yeah. We're so desperate and beaten down. So, okay, we'll, we'll take this. Well, it was funny for me because when you walk solution. into Al-Anon for the first time, um, you walk in completely convinced, right? That your problem is this person in your life with an mm-hmm. addiction. You leave after a couple of weeks being completely convinced that you may be the catalyst <laughs> for this yeah. person in your life with this addiction. And you're like, how did that happen? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's like this, you know, oh my gosh, you know. Is that what happens at the Al-Anon? I got to oh, send yeah. my wife to the Al-Anon meeting. If she's well, going to come just, out being like, it's all my fault. Well, right. not that it's all your fault, but you realize your role that you were unable to see. You know what I'm saying? That you were the the pride has to come down, and you have to be able to own your own crap, and it's pretty wild. And that's the the mental blank spot. We talk about the queer peculiar mental blank spot with us. It's this idea that this is a problem. We keep believing the same lie. Right. It's the same thing with them. Yeah. It's just that he's the problem. <laughs> exactly. You know, right. but, exactly. You know, the truth is is that I'm getting sicker by the minute trying to fix him. Exactly. You know. And, exactly. and nobody's getting any help. Yeah. And 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 it's so cool to see in the guy like Avi's case where he gets well and she will continue to get well through the process, <laughs> though he still needs to deal with the insanity in her that he created. Yeah. But you get to watch that get better, just like yeah. you get to watch the man get better. Yeah. You watch the relationship get better. Everything get better. True story. Yeah. True story. My sister's going through that right now. Okay. With her husband, like, 
He's definitely one of us, but he's also bipolar mm. and diabetic. And That's a whole different deal. And then, like, he's got her to the point where, like, when we had, we took my mom out for dinner the other night. And, like, we were kind of joking around about, like, the situation. And, I, I mean, I, I struck a chord that, like, it still feels, like, really hard Raw. to talk about. Yeah, because... Um, He's always buying new stuff, right? Mm. And he's making my sister work because he's retired military, right? Mm. And then, so he has like a benefits. He gets yeah. money, and then she works, and all her money goes towards whatever he wants to buy. They came, they moved back here from Tennessee, sold their house and everything, sold like thirteen BMWs that they had running out in Turo, right? And wow! Then, so like they, and then they they bought a house in the most. In the worst time in history, yeah, six hundred thousand dollars. Oh my god! Right, and they're in deep. They're in deep, and now, like, I was like, "Hey, so, um, I, I, I just did a scenario. I was like, hey, so imagine, like, you come home one day, and Rafael was like, oh, I need to talk to you.' He sits you down and he says, "You need to get another job because I want to buy some jet skis." And like me and my brother cracking up laughing, and yeah. she like lost it just like started breaking down crying and yeah. I'm, I'm like i felt like complete shit afterwards. yeah yeah i still feel like yeah you know I'm, yeah almost making fun of her yeah. enablement of his that predicament there and like my brother he told him like man we would joke because if we if we don't laugh about it we'll cry about it yeah we don't know what to do we can't yeah. step in and tell you to leave this guy yeah you know we don't know and she's been seeing a therapist and like wanting to uh to do a whole bunch of different things and i'm like i don't know how to help her other than to tell show her the truth yeah you know yeah. and yeah, yeah. Brutal. you guys talking about it, it just like rekindled what happened this, uh, this sure. weekend sure sure she's still suffering from it you yeah know? I, I hope and i told my brother uh, the other uh, like that night i'm like man i hope it doesn't kill her yeah you know because you know she's just as sick as as me or my brother and like mm -hmm. she's I mean, like on the on the edge, I can see where she's like teetering on, and then that that fine line is where we doesn't take either commit suicide. Yeah, like, that's when when you take drugs and alcohol out of the equation, that's where we're we're worse off because mm -hmm. like there is no solution, yeah. right? And then it, and you're not willing to go to the spiritual side. Yeah, the only way out is death. Yeah, mm. yeah, that's you, you start to feel like there's no real answers. Yeah, it sounds like this. I had this idea for a TV show called Douchebag Spouse Intervention. You've heard of intervention, right? Where they, they, they take the spouse and they get them alone and then they get them, they, they work on them. Let's make this happen. But I'm not that your brother-in-law is a douchebag. Oh, he definitely is. Okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I threw that yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he needed to set the hack on now. He didn't know how deep he was, you know? He teed it up and knocked it down the fairway. Yeah, he's, so, he's so much of a douchebag, I don't even call my brother-in-law. I call yeah. him my sister's husband. Oh. So, All right, let me read you this. Yeah. This is what stuck out to me. We tried to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. Now, I'm gonna, look, I'm a preacher, okay? So when I read this, I think, I, I disseminate that same information through a worldview of how I think about faith, right? So for me, faith is at the very center of 
um, my thinking, who I am, my life, these principles and this, this lifestyle and this, um, this personal relational connection to God creates, uh, a sense of purpose and meaning and direction and fulfillment and, and truth for me. It's like a whole thing. So I definitely don't mind being an arbiter or a, uh, uh whatever word you want to use, a, uh, uh, a social media influencer, yeah. uh, a spearhead, a, a, a witness, or whatever on those ideas, because I see, I live out a personal benefit of those in my family and my life. So I'm definitely willing to be like, hey, I will advertise, promote, uh, encourage, redirect, invite people into this this world right and this awareness of truth and life do you guys feel that same way when it comes to recovery me personally 100 percent. and so for me like when i go and i talk to people who are in in a rehab which i have the the, uh, the privilege of doing on tuesday nights okay and you know most of these guys they don't have any program in their life and maybe they've gone to a meeting once or twice maybe They've gone to a meeting a few times, but they definitely are not sold on the program. So I feel like I'm an AA salesperson. You, you know, I feel like my job is to pitch AA in the broadest sense and let them know that we've tried everything else and this is the only thing that works. And what's amazing about it is that the way we we the, the solution for our problem is a spiritual one. Yeah. And that's the big pitch is like, guys, you know, you've tried the job, you've tried the woman, you've tried the rehab, you've tried the therapist, you've tried the move, you've tried, you know, like the add the list infinitum is what we say, mm -hmm. you know, add to the list infinitum. However, what we haven't tried is a spiritual solution. And that's tough to understand. You know, you're sitting there in a rehab and you're like, yeah, but I think I you, you I think in your story, your testimony, you, you hold a very special um, ability because of the, of your life and the way you've thought about spirituality up until this point. So I think you have street cred. You I, I hope I have. I mean, look, we all have. <laughs> I do. I think you do. Like, here's the thing. The beginning of the 12 steps. I believe you. I, yeah. You're very believable. So I think when you walk into a room with a bunch of guys that are skeptical about spirituality and you say, guys, I was freaking exactly where you were. I didn't even believe any of this crap. And now this is the thing that's really turned my life around. I think that's a huge, I don't know how to word that. I don't think that's a huge, like, if I was in their position, I'd be like, I'm going to give this guy a listen. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. For those of us who've actually done the steps, I mean, typically, if you're going to go into a treatment center and you're there with AA, let's say, I mean, there's nothing official about it, but and there's yeah. nothing official about this program in a way. Yeah, but, but, but if you're going in there, typically, if you're at the 12th step, which you are, right? right. You're, now, you're now pitching AA and you're trying to work with guys and trying to pass the message on to the next alcoholic. The first part of the 12 steps, the first part of the 12th step is as a result, or excuse me, it's having had a spiritual awakening. Mm. And I think... Those people in the world, like now when I, when I navigate through the world, it's very easy to see and to distinguish between once you get to talking to somebody I agree. who is 100%. had a spiritual experience and is maintaining that spiritual experience and who has no idea what, what it is about. or who has had one, but is no longer having one, yeah. you know, it's really, really clear. Yeah. So I think when we, when we go out into the world and we want to practice, excuse me, we want to, we want to send this message or we want to spread this message. It's, um, it's, it, it's much easier to do that. It's much easier to convince people if we are in the midst of a spiritual awakening 
as a result of these steps and maintaining it through these steps. How do you feel about the idea that it appears, at least from the literature surrounding this step, right? When you read through the big book and you look at literature and guys online that are writing about this and talking about it, it appears as if the like the surrounding idea around step 12 is that this step, though it, it really describes you being a uh, what did you, what word did you use? Like a, like a promoter of yeah. AA. So it really is for you too. Yeah. Like the idea of the promoting and the idea of the discipling, so to speak, I'm going to put it in Christian language. The idea of discipling somebody else is really uh, shaping you still. It's I the have a, action of though, yeah. not the idea. That's, that's own, the thing. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. Like the work of doing it mm-hmm. does something to your heart as well. I have a little note here. It says helpers get the help. If I don't make myself available, I'm trying to work with God in my life. Every experience is a matter of life and death, any which way you look at it. Mm. What's that? What's that? That one line? I can't think my way into new acting or action, right? But I can act my way into new thinking, thinking yeah. and the supremacy of action so, far outweighs anything involved with intention. Yeah, and the act of working with others is by far the jet fuel that maintains as far as my experience yeah. has been it is the jet fuel that maintains that spiritual experience and keeps when it. did you first start going into like when did you first find yourself doing like an active step 12 not just with an individual but like like you say you're going into like the treatment centers or you're going into like park place or wherever when did you first when did you first go in how early were you in the process um i was lucky to like maybe four or five months in but how really, nervous t- were you that time, first time? I wasn't that nervous because I'm used to just I'm used to pitching as a salesperson my whole life. You're, you're I'm used sales. to getting in front you're of a sales people guy. Sell, you know, you like, can sell anything. We're on a gold. Yeah, gold to a, a freaking uh, ice to an Eskimo. Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know if I was that good, but it's certainly it's certainly um, <laughs> it's, it's in your wheelhouse. It's in my wheelhouse. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I have experience okay. with that. So, and even though that's true, there's always some fear associated with it. I'm sure you still suffer. From it. It's a human yeah. condition, right? Yeah. So, you know, I watched this guy in the first four month stint that he did, doing it at 30 days, surrounded by what he imagined were some giants, yeah. right? And and now in this recent experience, he walks shoulder to shoulder with these guys and and eye to eye. There's no difference, but you don't know that when you're 30 days in and, and you're just being introduced you feel like you have to a little it. imposter syndrome a little yeah, bit when you you're know, 30 right? days in. And, and that's why the guy told me, like, they don't know that you don't know, right? They're dying anyways. How could you make their life any that. worse? I love that. You know what I mean? It's such a, like, you know? a, just a baseline. Yeah. Like, hey, let's just bottom and, this thing and, out. And so. when, you, when you simplify it that much, it's like, well, there's no choice to be made. Let's go. Get in the car. Yeah. You know? So you know why, like, this, this step is actually – the most important one, right? Out of all, how? Because yeah. for the reason that you just stated, because yeah. we need it yeah. to keep going. Yeah, yeah, we need it to keep going. Not only that, but like this one line right here, the very first line, Albert drilled it into me. Practical experience shows nothing will so much ensure immunity from drinking as intensive work with with other alcoholics. It works when other activities fail. Mm-hmm. Other activities like the first eleven steps. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, like, even though if if I can work all the steps except twelve and relapse, yeah. So, so it also completes the circuit, right? If you don't do your step twelve and I don't hear and I don't have my step one experience, this thing dies, yeah. right? 
So it keeps it going. It keeps regenerating. You pass the message to me. I have an experience. I pass it to Axel. He has an experience. He passes it to Avi. And all of a sudden, you got a team. You got a squad. You ever feel, do you ever feel, um, we live in a world that is skeptical about spiritual things, um, belittles and makes fun of spiritual things? Do you ever feel like a sense of like, when you're promoting the concept of a spiritual transformation, do you ever feel like an idiot? Cause you're pitching a bunch of people who are like, this guy's delusional. Yeah. Yeah. That happened to me two Friday nights ago. I'm having Shabbat dinner with some of my Israeli friends. (laughs) Great story. We're, you know, we're sitting there and, and uh, a a friend of mine, you know, they're all pretty much atheists. Okay. Which I love that you're having Shabbat dinner. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's, that's that's is a setup. That's all set up. (laughs) Right. So we're having, uh, for those of you who don't know, Shabbat is Sabbath. It's the Friday night Sabbath. It's a commandment from God and Jews actually fulfill this commandment, even though they have no belief in God. (laughs) Not all of them, but you know, this particular set of people. At least in this house. I love it. I love it. Yeah. 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 Cultural Judaism. Yeah. 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 Well, we talked about supremacy of action. Well, at least we're acting like, you know, like, like a commandment is being fulfilled but so i'm sitting i'm sitting with my friends and um you know i I don't know how i got sucked into starting to talk about spirituality and about how i feel and but i did and and i hate when i do this around them because i go on like a 30 minute like no but you don't understand and this is what we need and and, you know and and i'm like get after it oh yeah 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 and like you you know after 30 yeah after 30 minutes they're like uh, okay. And listen, after 30 minutes, I, I realized I become self-aware and I'm like, wait a minute. Nobody here is, is, is on this wavelength. Nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody wants to care. Furthermore, they think I'm an idiot. You think have, I'm a total do, idiot. Do, you, do you offer like uh, rebaptisms at the end of, uh, of the dinner? I mean, you know, I, what I offer is my apologies. Is what I offer. I say, Listen guys, I'm sorry. And you know, that's the thing is that, uh, what I'm learning now the hard way is that, um, to share this program or to, to for this experience, to share this experience, you know, we really, at least I do, I have to pick and choose yeah. who I'm going to share it with to the people who are um, who are open to having an experience. And yeah. that's yeah. usually, well, this is what I have to learn, it's usually people as sick as, as I am. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm going to save it for the people who may be willing to listen to it. Yeah. If I just go and grab people on the stream and be like, you got to listen to me, there's a God in you, you got to, you know, I'm shaking them and I'm like, you yeah. got to have this spiritual experience, man, yeah. it's in these steps, it's so easy to do. And, uh, yeah. You know, I, I'm going to look like a crazy person. Yeah. You know, yeah. right? I mean, you don't I, go under the bridge and just grab people. I and don't. Like, you can change your life with God. I think there are, like, think about it. You've probably seen this too. There, there are versions of Christianity and Christians who think that standing a, on a street corner, standing on a street corner, right. yelling into a megaphone yeah. is the way to do it, or holding a sign, or going to a funeral and yeah. yelling "God hates fags" or whatever the heck they're oh, doing. That's, yeah, that's a, you know, what I'm saying they're always in, in in the name of Christ, right? right? And I just always look at that and I'm like. Who who has ever? Yeah, yeah, right. I was ever? I was sitting at the Saw intersection. Some guy at a funeral <laughs> for my buddy who died in Iraq. Thought, yes, yes. <laughs> that moment. This is what I need today. Right, right. I've been right. looking so, for this my so whole life. I will challenge that idea a little bit though, okay. because you know I always said that, that he's a salesman, and and that's true. And I've heard that we're paper boys, and I think that's a little more true because we're just. We're just putting the message out, yeah. right? You talk about spreading yeah. the good news, yeah. right? I can't force them to read it, but I'm going to leave it on their doorstep, whatever okay. they do. Like There's also that. this concept of we're just spreading seeds, right? We're not responsible for the growth. Right. And, and the truth is that, you know, 
we're spreading seeds uh, that will grow into trees that we may never have the benefit of sitting under the shade that they produce. Right. right? right. So he has no idea. Some of those people in that yeah, that's true. might have an experience down the road and he may never find out or he may. Right. Yeah. That's the cool thing about the enthusiasm. Right. You can call it promotion. We try to stay away from that word particularly. I don't give a crap. I'm a promoter. You know what yeah. I mean? We're not supposed to be, but I'm enthusiastic. It looks a lot really? like promotion. Yeah. Call it whatever the heck you yeah. want. Okay. But this thing saved my life, and I'll tell it to anybody who will listen. Cool. And I don't really care what yeah. they think or, or what it does for them. Yeah. Um, same thing with well, There's you. an active movement now. Like You guys aren't immune to it, too. Like I mean, of course, in – um, in pop culture, there's an active movement against anything religious, and especially within Christianity. We've been, we can be the whipping boy in America, pressing the West for those kind of things. But there's an active movement now against, um, the spirituality and recovery. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? There's, really? Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I'll oh. send, I'll send you stuff. It's crazy. There's a couple books out right now and a couple. Oh, wait, yeah. The like girl from the, the Atlantic. Like, yeah. uh, smart recovery. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or like the, um, yeah. I, yeah. I She's real big. She wrote that article in Atlantic, then she wrote that book, and it's all about how you guys are basically just a cult. You know, oh really? Oh yeah. yeah. What are you gonna think about like this? Like so those join the club, thing. bro. Wow. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> those people don't have the same experiences we do, and that's perfectly okay. And 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 our stance is, if it works for you, how cool is that? Like, that's we, Sean's stance. We, but I get mad when we, when it when it works for somebody and it's not through the right. spiritual. Yeah. Experience. And I, I say and not that I see it all. Bro, we don't right. have a monopoly on God. Mm-hmm. You know. That's well, why. what they're saying is there is no God. But what I would tell right. you is yeah. that or you don't I'm, need it. I'm not even if there is, you don't need it. You can do it this way. Look, I love people look I, I i'm a little bit with him like look i love the fact that if people find recovery through whatever i just find that a lot of times today what people are promoting is other drugs to recover on oh yeah and i think that's oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's yeah, yeah it's nonsense yeah I mean, but all of them almost all those different methods if you dig deep enough you're going to find another drug they're promoting some other drug, some other medication. You're like, so, man, what's happening here? Like, so with so us, <laughs> yeah. So with us, you know, yeah, there is a you know profiting factor with that. But you know, what I just ask is, if you want to do that, that's great. But like, this is what worked for me. If you want to do this in addition to, yeah, by all means, yeah, you know. But if you think this is going to work for you, and that's what you want to do, then then I got to let you. Have yeah. your experience. Yeah. Even if we are a cult, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> like uh, we're not like forcing people to like like do whatever anything. Like I'm not look, yeah. I'm not forcing anybody to work the steps. Yeah. You know? I'm just sharing my own experience. And if they if they want me to help them, I'm getting more help than they are. Let me ask you this. Do you get to the point where like do you ever do you ever regulate yourselves and say to yourself, uh, I can't take another sponsor right now or sponsee right now? I'm at that point. But do you do that? Do you say, I, I know my personal, I know myself and I know my thresholds and I can't go beyond two. I can't go beyond three or whatever it is. Or do you just say, nah, man, if God puts them in front of me, let's do this. It's all experiential. I think you go through phases where you, you feel like you ever that- had too many. Oh, of course. Some, sometimes two is too many. And, then, and I'm, you know, do you get resentful? Like, do you, do you, like, now I gotta, do, like, mm-hmm. in doing the work and it's spending work. more time and more time and more time with sponsees or just in program in general, do you ever get resentful and be like, man, I gotta, my own, I gotta feed myself. I gotta, yeah. almost always. Yeah. Uh, you ask me to do anything, I almost automatically say yes because I'm conditioned. Yeah. And almost every time I'm driving there, why did I say yes? <laughs> yeah. I could be, you know what I mean? It's like, right. 
But the truth <laughs> is, when I get there, everything There's changes. a value in it. There's a value you know? in the outflow. And no thing. matter yeah. what happens, they could be nodded out in the, and, and yeah. something happens yeah. in me and, and I'm so glad I didn't miss it. I say that all the time. I would have missed all this. Yeah. If I'd have been making all the decisions in my life, I'd have missed all this. Having to be conditioned to say yes is kind of like part of the work too because, I mean, half of the time, like whenever I'm going to help somebody, deep down I'm like, man, I really don't want to do this. Right. Like I want to go do something else, you know, but then like knowing that is my selfishness and yeah. the only way to combat that is to back be to selfless. Action. So then you yeah. go back to like, hey, yeah. you can't think your way out of it, but you can act your way towards new thinking and – being like, selfless oh. in that moment is a big is a big step. And and the cool thing about that that quote that I did, you know, that's William James's quote, right? He's the father of modern psychology. Yeah. This isn't some crackerjack thing. I mean, yeah. you know, not not a spiritual guy per se, you right. know. Right. And, and there's a lot of you know uh, people that are talking about betterment in business or just yeah. you know figuring their life out, non-alcoholics that are using this same concept. Like I got to get busy. You know, thinking about it, trying to figure it out has never done anything beneficial in my life, right? Yeah. I just got to get moving. Now, I'm so fortunate to have been exposed to these guys that pitch the program to me as um, as a spiritual experience. That's what this is all about. The way you're going to fix this is through having a spiritual awakening. And the way you have a spiritual awakening is through action, 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 action. Again, yeah. the supremacy of action. You know, and, um, you know, these days you realize that the only way you're getting to keep this spiritual high that you're on, because what we're, we're replacing the synthetic high of drugs and alcohol mm -hmm. with the real high that we know for those people know, you know, who've had the experience, know what it's like to live on a spiritual basis, what yeah. that feels like. And we're just keeping that again with the actions in these steps and particularly steps 10, 11, and 12, which I've, I've heard called the maintenance steps. Yeah. You know, we do one through nine to have this spiritual awakening. And then we do 10, 11, and 12 as a daily thing or as often as we possibly can in order to keep us there. Yeah. You know, and, and the and, great thing about this spiritual awakening is like, even in the midst of my sadness or my anger, my self pity and my depression, I'm still riding that pain cloud. Like, I still, like, I'm so in tune with my emotions. I enjoy them almost to the, because, almost to the extent to where, like, I know that they're necessary in order for me to feel high. So I have to feel low. Yeah. Right? So I'm enjoying those low moments. Yeah. When they come. I'm enjoying those, and those, and, like, I have them because if I didn't, how am I supposed to know I'm, a, I'm even alive? Dude, you know? I like, I like that a, a lot. I teach that a lot. I yeah. like that a well, lot. Enjoying the low moments or accepting and, the low moments? And, enjoying them like i even though like like at, at the very beginning I, they sucked you know like that's why i got high because i didn't want to feel low i had to get high i didn't i felt so high i wanted to get even more high i didn't feel anything i had to get high. You think know? about it everything in the west we live in a culture where everything in the west is about avoidance of pain discomfort everything low we, we're trying to avoid it we'll do anything we'll pay any amount we'll work whatever level to avoid all of those things we're almost to the place where we're entitled to believe that we should never have pain yeah. depression low moments hardship loss that's why we're getting those things we're almost shocked pills. by it right that's why we're getting prescribed pills so like yeah. for mood stabilizers <laughs> and like all these different things that like 
And you're like, no, dude, life is about oh sugar. We need sugar. How would you like like he says? How would you ever know the 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 amazing benefits and true joys of the of the highs? The birth of your child, you know what I'm saying? The the freaking first night with your spouse, whatever it is. Like, how would you be able to appreciate that if you've never come from anything low? You know, yeah. If it's always dude, dude, those are just the, the tools of measurement. Right? Ironically, I was high reality. for both of those events. <laughs> okay. By the way, okay. <laughs> I was supplementing. I was supplementing. A little irony is the right term. <laughs> that is a fact. So you know my experience says there's been plenty dark nights of the soul in recovery and i don't handle them well right i do not suffer well but i i keep doing it right and and this spiritual experience is not something that i even see coming right i don't see it coming and i don't feel it when it's happening what i see i see it in the rearview mirror right we experience life forward or we we uh you know we experience life forward and we see it in reverse, in reverse. how long you had uh in recovery how long are your head's uh, over? Six years nice. in August. So I'll have seven this August. Nice. Good for you. Yep. That's cool. Oh, and it's, Do you appreciate when people say good, like good job? Like, or, yeah, is that, is that, I is do. that a thing? Yeah, is, no, is that's, that patronizing? No, no, no. Not oh, okay. Yeah, so I think it's a big deal. I, yeah. I, I think it should be celebrated. Yeah. yeah that's cool. But you know, and and where I don't know if you guys were like tougher than that. You're like, no, nah, I don't need your thanks or your. Well, your you met Albert. Albert is one of these guys. Like, what do you want to pat on your back? You know, like, <laughs> yes, he's one hard of these guys. Yeah. <laughs> no, but so it's the I, I, mean, I didn't pick any coins up until my third year. Yeah, so just because you didn't like. I, would, I just. Um, were you kind of worried that if you picked one up, it would be like it would trigger? At the very the first time, I was like, I wanted that pat on the back. I wanted okay. to acknowledge it. I wanted this, and I'm like. And then when I come to realize that it wasn't really me, I'm like, but then it was brought to my attention. I'm like, you you did the footwork in order for you to get connected with God so God can do it for you. Okay. I got you. I held my medallion in the air like a lightning bolt. (laughs) And I was going to get, you know, like it was a sword, you know, and I was on top of a mountain. Yeah. It took him 20 years to get one. (laughs) (laughs) So we we got a guy, you know, it took him seven years to get one and and it's almost cooler, right? Yeah. And so that whole thing of like, we come from the school that the time is meaningless, right? My my great grand sponsor was sitting down and doing a fifth step with his first sponsee at 25 days sober. And the guy asked him how much time you have. And he was trained to say enough to be useful, right? Mm. He has enough experience to That's get him through That's a really right? good response. And, and, and the truth is the time doesn't matter. And I, I spent a long time. My current sponsor, on the other hand, brought another good idea. It's not for you. Right, it's a demonstration that this thing worked for the poor kid in the back who didn't pay attention to anything happening tonight except this. Yeah. Right, get up there and get your coin, yeah. share your experience, and sit back down in your chair. Right, it's yeah. not you know nobody cares what you do with the coin after. Yeah. it's that demonstration that this thing That's works. Your, maybe, but maybe, like, maybe it's kind of like your first act of the whole point of bearing witness. Your first act of uh, carrying the message. Yeah. And so, you know, our coin system, right, they give 30, 60, 90, and then the jump to 180. I remember this, like, it was so good. Every 30 days, I get my little piece of tin, and then I hit 90 days, and oh, crap, I got to do another 90 days before they celebrate me again. I won't make it. That's that's a lifetime away, you know. And now it's like I gotta stack of medallions on my dresser table. I can remember getting them like vividly, but it's like, how did they all get there? You know what I mean? Like, what? Where did the time go? Yeah. You know, and it's just we're, we're 
When you're busy, time when flies. Were you were in active addiction, were you married? Were you in a So I've never been married, okay. and uh, and but I I had a, a re- eight year relationship when I got sober. Oh wow! Yeah, and and it was atrocious, and it ended pretty <laughs> abruptly, you know, uh, and in a really bad way. You know, I thought the worst kind of way, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like you know, family relations. Like, yeah. I, I couldn't keep anything together, and and. That's why I always try to point out that we make them sick. She was a pretty well-adjusted woman before I met her. Yeah. Right. I turned her into a slave. Yeah. Right. She would take care of me when I couldn't do what was necessary to keep my thing going. She would have to step up. You know, she would have to tell the boss lies, tell my parents lies, you know, get me out of situations like um, crazy. <laughs> yeah. Don't encourage that. I never miss a high five. Out of here. <laughs> wow. Wow. I don't know. So yeah. what? Um, he's going into the treatment centers. What do you consider so like actually, carrying, carrying the? So so that today? so that's the thing, right? So twelve step work is is many many things. Okay. Um, sponsorship is a whole nother thing. Does that fall in 12 step for you? Yes. No, it is 100%. That is the 12 step. I mean, that's what it says. Carry the message to other alcoholics. That's part A, right? And then practice these principles in all our affairs. Um, You know, that that sponsorship, that is carrying the message. But 12 step work could be setting up, making the coffee, doing, you know, being the greeter at the meeting. The cool thing about, you know, our organization is, We'll put you to work. If you say you're willing, we'll give you a job. Yeah, volunteer. You know, and, yeah. and you get involved and you become a part of something and you're more apt to stay. Yeah. Right? You got the same thing going yeah, on absolutely. here, right? Volunteer intensive Com- organization. Completely unqualified people absolutely. that are willing that, that stay and have an experience. Absolutely. Yep. 100%. You know what I'm saying? What we got? Mm-hmm. You want to greet people? You want to work the coffee carts? You want to set up the chairs? You want to yeah. vacuum the floors? You want to we'll, we'll clean train the bathrooms? You. Absolutely. It might be horrible training, but you'll yeah. get it. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, we tell people all the time, if you don't like organized religion, you'll love the vine. We're not yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> we are unorganized. Mm-hmm. We have got that down. And and, 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 and yet <laughs> it works so well, right? You know what I mean? How How is it possible that it works so well, right? Yeah. Obviously, something is orchestrating this whole thing. We would love to give you the credit for showing up here and them for showing up. Truth is, there, there's something much something going bigger on going on. Yeah. You know? yeah. Spiritual experience yeah. going on behind the scenes right there mm. what do you consider your 12-step work today just sponsoring so like obviously i take the, uh, the meetings into park place mm. and um right now currently i only have one sponsee okay um i also like find ways to secretly sponsor yeah people okay why what what we secretly sponsor why, because why do we like, be secret about it it's more like i'm not officially their sponsor right but mm-hmm. i just start working the Oh, so you just kind of like undercover to start talking about the stuff. Yeah, I, I just, they don't. Like, they may not know it. Yeah, yeah. They're the person I mean, that's secret from. <laughs> well, and, and yeah, yeah, well, I just like you know, I start telling them my own secrets. You know, yeah. I'm like, oh, I, like whenever I have resentments or whatever or fears, and like, and I just start being real with them. Right? Like, I, I, the whole our whole goal is to grow in understanding and effectiveness, right? Yeah. So like, I have to learn my place and and who's whoever's gonna be in my life or whoever I'm gonna like put myself in their life i have to try and grow an understanding and how i'm going to be effective in their life and what what's going to be useful and what's not going to be useful right with whoever god puts in my heart 
to to basically secretly sponsor them, I I kind of put myself I place myself there, right? Mm-hmm. It just happens, like with Ray, right? With uh, with Avi, yeah. um, I, I did that with a couple of people when I was on the road, right? And um, like every everywhere I went, I found somebody that I could basically sponsor. I have a friend that's living in uh, like um Venice, Venice Beach now. Yeah. He's a he was one of my sponsors from when I was up in Delaware. Tell me a problem. let me ask you a practical question though. So you guys are all like guys, you got jobs, you got lives, you got some of you got families and stuff like that. You're sponsoring somebody, you're at work. You're doing a tattoo or you're doing a deal yeah. or well, I don't know what you do, Sean, but whatever you do, right? And you got or you got family, you got the kids. And then you get a call from a sponsor, do you answer? Yeah. Yes. Even at work? Yeah, I mean, I just got a tattoo. Yes. Oh wow. I I started talking to him on tattoo. I mean, like that's kind of even when I was on the on the job anywhere. Like, I, like my job is to I work for God. That's <laughs> I'm that, on I'm on the clock with the load. <laughs> yeah, like so like, I love it. Like obviously, like if if I can't get to my phone or something, right. like, I'll call him back. But right. if at any time you try to prioritize, if anybody wants to like calls me up at any time. I make myself available. You consider that your first part. What about you? Then, you, th- you, str- you struggle with that? I do. I struggle with just talking on the phone, period. Right. You know what I mean? It's not, like, your, it's not your jam? It's not my jam. But, you know, like like Sean was saying, for me, if um, if I do take a call, it always ends up okay. But in terms of like a sponsor, uh, excuse me, a sponsee calling me that could potentially need help, uh-huh. if, if I'm getting a call at 8, 9 o'clock at night, I'm answering the phone. But sometimes right. I send them the – like they're calling me and I have that button where it says can't talk, text me. Mm-hmm. And they'll text me if it's an emergency. I've never had a sponsor call me like, hey, I'm about to drink. and Please come over here and save my ass. I've never had that. Mm. I've had that. Um, but um, but if, if anybody would call me late night if they were having an issue like that or text me, hey, I really need to speak to you, 911, of course I'm, of course I'm calling. Yeah. But I don't even think it works that way. I think for the most part, if somebody is um, thinking about having a drink or thinking about getting high, They're gonna do they, they usually have made the decision. They're not going to call me. You know what yeah. I mean? Usually, it'd be very rare circumstances. Really? Sponsor, it's like the, the morning, phone and says, I'm thinking about getting high and what should I do? You know, I definitely have that happen to me. In my life, like as an addict, if I had a sponsor and I was on the edge, I don't want to call that sponsor now and right. have them talk me out of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want my solution now. I don't. Yeah. I don't. If they call me and tell me I'm gonna go get high, I'm like, all right, go get high and like let me know how it works. I'm like, and if if you need my help, right. if you get too drunk or too high, still call me. Oh really? No, still call me just in case. Like if if they're gonna overdose or something like that, I want to be able to go and help save their life. Yeah. You know, but I'm not gonna tell them not to. Like I tell people all the time, like. Call me if you're not gonna get high. Call me when you're getting high. Call me like if if it's gonna like if you just want to call me and talk to me. I mean, I'll still answer once I when I realize that you're just drunk and you're just rambling. I'm like, all right, you, know, you drunk? I gotta go. I gotta go. You know, but <laughs> if if they're trying to call me and say, hey, I'm, I'm about to get high. What, what should I do? I'm like, all right, you could do you could either go get high right now, or you can work the steps. And if you want to work the steps. I'm in. I'm in. But if you want to go get high, and if you're not convinced, I'm not going to talk you out of it. Yeah, it's not no. my role. It's Your not, role isn't to talk you out of it. Yeah, no. I, like, I'm not here to sober up drunks. 
Right. You know, for me, for my experience in the last few months or in the last six months, or the last year even, is that I spend so much time either at the West Side Club, so at okay. a clubhouse, at a right. meeting, so that all the people that I work with, and it's not a, a lot of people, but the handful of people that I work with, they know where I'm at every day at noon. Yeah. And they know where I at, I'm at on Saturday morning. Yeah. You know, like basically they know exactly where I am six days a week. Right. And they come to meet me and I pick them up. And so it's a daily thing. We're in contact all the time yeah. anyway because we have a plan to meet. So like my friend who's in Venice, right? Like um, when he, I was sponsoring for a while. I was up in Delaware. He's like my my coworker. He ended up drinking, right? And he's like, "Bro, what do I do now?" I'm like, "All right, we'll just get you good and drunk." You know, and I took him to the bar. I ended up copping cocaine. I'm like, like I'm this happened, Dang, bro. I'm like I got him, I got him a, wow. like a fifty. All of that. I was a great sponsor. That, yeah, you're the man. I got, I got a messed up. So yeah. I mean, and there's direction mm-hmm. in the book on too, but <clears throat> the call never, you know, rarely ever happens that I'm about to use or that this is life or death. For me, it's it's a trust building exercise, right? For a guy who is entirely not trustworthy, I could never show up. Well, but, I guess the thinking is if you could talk somebody out of drinking, you wouldn't need the steps. You just keep talking about a drink. Yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could have the magic power of just talking Correct. people out of drink. Yeah, but as far as picking up the calls, that's the practicing, right? I never want to pick up the phone. Okay. But I almost always yeah. do, yeah. right? And and I have guys that call me because they know I'll pick up. Guys in other states, you know, they say that, man, you always pick up. I know, you know we. I, know I we, don't always pick up, but they think I do, so it keeps them calling. Yeah. You right, know, right, right. I know we talked about this a little bit. Remind me again. Uh, do you take uh, sponsees of the opposite sex or no? I personally cannot do that. There's absolutely no way. Uh, Axel seems to think that he has <laughs> the magical ability to do that. <laughs> Every time a, a newcomer comes into uh, Westside Club and she's a female, Axel comes and you know <laughs> offers his services as a sponsor. <laughs> so, so I've got a really good story. I was kind of expecting this question. Okay. And, um, so that's kind of why I have you here. <laughs> oh, really? I, I come from the school where it doesn't matter. It never says anything in here. Okay. Our, our, that that's one of Carry those opinions. Other alcoholics, you know, and right. so if that would be the case. What woman would have gotten sober? But you know, in the same breath, you know, with experience, you learn to try to guide them to somebody with experience. I'm forever giving Jess's phone number out, right? Because I know she'll answer. I know she has the experience, and if they really want help. She's can great, ha- great resource. There, right? yeah. But this particular woman, I watched her struggle. I watched her try a couple sponsors and she was just not having it, just an awful time. And, and I kind of knew that she liked me, which made it difficult. Mm. And so I tried to have this upfront contract and, uh, you know, that's kind of the way sponsorship goes, right? Like you're asking for help. I'm offering you my time and my experience. When he talks about secret sponsorship, right, it's it's really more of that steel on steel concept, right? It's just iron sharpening okay. iron, right? Yeah. Um, it, it's. But know, how did it go with you? So you go to this so, woman, so, you're like, let's so make I, a contract. I, I, how I long do. I'm waiting to hear about this contract. So listen. <laughs> so so I try to make it clear right. that like we can do this, but this is all that it will ever be, right? Right. And so I get her. Uh, up to doing her amends okay right and part of the nine step promises right are all these good things that are happening but 
her nine step promise was that she could now have a relationship with me, mm. you know, and, and things, that work out? things got really awkward. So we didn't. Right. Oh, no. And, and so I hung on to her and I got her sponsoring and got her involved in general service, which is a whole other thing below the group level. And, um, we went up to area assembly in St. Augustine. I was a representative group representative for my group. She was a group representative for her group. And, I didn't get a room from my group. We were at a hotel. It was late. Yeah. Okay. So, we so were shared interest. This is sounding good. Yeah. Yeah. She goes and gets the room. Okay. And we check in. Over. And <laughs> I've been to this place before. This is not my first assembly. Yeah. We walk in and there's one bed. Now, we were, you know, I was hanging out with the YPA, the young people in yeah. AA. Long weekend. I'm exhausted. I just need to sleep. I tell her I'm crashing. I, I get in the bed. And I wake up to like tons of text messages from our female friends and comments saying, what are you doing? Right. Well, apparently she had sent some pictures to our group of friends with her in like negligee with me in the background in the bed. Right. And dude, she doesn't just break the contract. She broke a whole bunch of rules. Right. And so, and so, you know, and we ended up, you know, Parting ways in a very cordial way. It was one of those things where I know. But you confronted her. You said, "Hey, so you I sent didn't, these messages." I, I did not. You didn't, and I still haven't. Right, and um, I've actually talked to her many times since, and I kind of just got. Why well, like, you just felt like too embarrassed for her? Yeah, because I've done worse. I've done that and worse. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, what am I gonna? What am I trying to accomplish by confronting her? Right? No, I would just think like at some point, like, like I, I'm not. I'm her. not saying like you just do it just to shame her, but I'm saying like. So, so the cool thing is this is my hope, right? And especially kind of there's a chance that she may get this audio, right? How's she look in the launch room? Yeah. Do you have any pictures? <laughs> Can you prove this? I, 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 did, I did not <laughs> see this. The whole thing, right? Does he have these and, pictures? And so, you know, my, my hope is, right, that, that she'll know that, like, I'm not hurt, right? I was for a while, uh, right? Like I, you felt betrayed? I, I, I Did you was, feel betrayed? Of course I felt betrayed. I was embarrassed. Would you I, feel betrayed? I, I was, I, I mean, was, it depends on what the pictures look like. <laughs> I, was, you know? I was concerned with the way our group of friends now Perceived looked at it. me. Yeah, uh-huh, okay, okay. Know? So you were embarrassed almost so, for you. But I had the inventory, right, that, that I had gotten a girl who's barely sober, right, to agree to something she was incapable of. Even if she were 10 years sober, she's not capable of not a great plan changing like, hey let's go to this hotel who she loves or who yeah. she doesn't right right, right. from the very beginning yeah. i was at fault right I, I i can't engage in that i know she likes me i know i don't I'm, I, mean, I can't that was a bold move though on your part and like she, one bed and at that point it's like what she, are you doing dude she's still sober today and helps so many people oh, she's yeah. in a different state like yeah. i i would not change it for the world and 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 if and when she ever wants to come, be honest, make amends, whatever. Like I'm here for it. I have. I'm not hurt. I have no anger. Yeah. Um. Because I had to do the inventory was mine to do. Right. Yeah. I, I take the responsibility that if I had been a better steward, you know, taking care of this gift that I have better, never would have been in this situation. No, yeah, that, yeah. That situation was messed up. Yeah. yeah. But don't you think, like, as far as sponsorship goes, you're gonna get into some real intimate details of your life. And, and I heard her fifth step. Yeah, you heard her fifth step. 100%. And there was there was 
stuff of sexual of nature in there. All, all kinds. Right? And just when mm. one human being is so vulnerable with another human being and there's Creates a, a connection. dynamic there, it's like automatically there's going to be some kind of connection. Yeah. And if you're attracted to, yeah. to and if the you have sex chemistry that, on top of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You, you know, even without chemistry, there's going to be some kind of attraction. Just well, if, you're, if, you're if pouring one your person, if, if even only one of the two has right. an attraction. That's right. So it was, doomed, it was doomed to fail, but that being Almost said... Almost worse. I know yes. so many guys <laughs> that have done it and continue to do it. I don't have an opinion on it. I gave it a try. It didn't go well. I'm not even saying I'll never do it again, but I'll tell you for sure that that experience. How many sponsees you sleep with? This guy's an oak. He's an oak. Wyatt, yeah. you are an oak. <laughs> an oak. Man, solid, man. Solid. Strong. Strong. Look, uh, um, the only sponsee I have right now is a female, but she's lesbian. Yeah. Oh, that's that doesn't count. Exactly. Yeah, that's, they're bad that's for the like other it, team. That's it, the other team. Yeah, officially, exactly. I don't. You know, I so know like if, if I well, was... here's the thing. Mike's opinion on women is that all of them are slightly lesbian. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They just need a push in the right direction. Okay, do you feel the same thing about men? No, no. Give him a mic. No, but um, if I feel like I'm in a slightly, even slightly attracted to a female, I'm gonna. I find myself lately finding a way to cut that that bridge, right. like making a, uh, making them aware that I'm not interested in that aspect because I want to have a relationship with women that's always that's different than I've ever had. Is it encouraged in the culture or in the literature to to form a relationship with somebody without? Uh, addictive uh, that previous history of addiction is that encouraged at all? No, no. I mean, so some you, people you mentioned the word arbiter, and and it says clearly that we're not to be the arbiter of anybody's sex conduct, okay. right? So we like God you're, be you're, you're you're free to choose, have your own experience, right? Right. Um, yeah, it's not. Yeah. You know, I but I see it. I see. I know guys that sponsor women that are now married to them. Yeah. Right. Like all kinds of cool things happen. Lots of yeah. mess in between. Yeah. Um, you know, we're we're all just out here, and 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 I've seen guys that that find women uh, who who don't have any addiction issues, and and it goes horribly. Sometimes yeah. worse because it's this pull. Like, why do you, you have to keep going to that uh, thing? Uh, yeah. you know, what do you guys do? Yeah. Oh, for, you're just in my kitchen? For, for two hours a day, <laughs> three, four, five, six days a week. You know what I mean? Because they don't is understand. It hard to, is it hard to c- convince a spouse without an addictive pattern or addictive history to like to how much you have to reorient your life to uh, new patterns and new? You know, I'm kind of a bitch about it because, you know, here I am and I've done all this horrible stuff and now I'm on this spiritual experience. And so if my wife smokes weed, I'm like, look at her, she's smoking weed. Oh my God, she's smoking weed again. You know what I mean? I'm totally judging her. But the truth, the truth is she's not an addict. She's not like me. She doesn't really have a problem. She likes to smoke weed. But if she had to put it down, she could. And that's really the distinction between an alcoholic and a non-alcoholic, you know? The only, the, just a quick thing. You know, our dog overdosed on marijuana a couple weeks ago. He ate, she ate. You got a lot going on in your life. Yeah, 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 yeah. Last couple weeks has been a little crazy. A little crazy. But but what's funny was when we took her to the vet, we thought she was dying. We thought she was she had a stroke. Yeah. It was one o'clock in the morning. We take her to the vet and the vet's like, put her down on the floor. We put her down on the floor. She falls over. She's trying to get up. Her, her eyes are like, you know, going two different directions, glazed over. And, um, and the doctor's like, well. 
The, the doctor says, hey, do either of you guys smoke marijuana? Do you guys have marijuana in the house? And I turned to Charlene. I was like, <laughs> you know, like, oh. Right. The you culprit. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the culprit right and here. He, he figured it out that the dog ate the weed. Well, the, 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 what's funny is the veterinarian is like, listen, we get like 15 of these a day. Right. Like every other dog that comes in here, a cat it's that high. comes in here is high because there's so much weed everywhere. Yeah. But, you know, I immediately turn him, you know, here we go. This is because of Charlene. Like weed smoking, you know. And, and Charlene was scared because, you know, she thought she was going to go to jail or something. She thought, right? like, yeah. the Department of Children and Family and Dog Services going to take, the dog. Take, her, take her away and you know, put the dog in, like, you know, care of another family. So she wouldn't even cop to it. She was like, no, there's no reason. <laughs> <laughs> That's so about my cousin. <laughs> that is but, so but good. The truth is that this is the best relationship I've ever been in. Right. And, you know, I'm definitely an alcoholic and a drug addict, and she is definitely not, you know, yeah. whether I made her spiritually sick, that's a whole nother yeah. story. And then I've seen relationships like, like uh, Sean was talking about where two people in the program have gotten together and they go on to live happily ever after. So, yeah. you know, there's no particular, there's no particular prescription in the book of who we should be with. Yeah. And I've okay. gone back and sense. forth in my sense. mind. I've thought, how cool would it be? She can have her sponsees over. I'll have mine. And then I've thought, I'm a nut by myself. How can I live with another nut? Like I, I vacillated <laughs> between yeah, the yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and the truth is, I have no idea what will happen. I just, right. uh, you know, my job is just to keep on this path, to keep learning, keep getting experience, and and when it's supposed to happen, it will be undeniable, right? I yeah. won't be able to avoid it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. What do you say? What do you do though if a sponsee is like, hey, you know, like I want to get laid? You know, like if a sponsee is three, four months in, five, whatever it is, he's early. And he hasn't had a spiritual experience there, or even if he has, and he's like, hey, man, I'm going to meet this girl, or you can see him going into the whole girl thing. What do you do? Go ahead. Go, Go ahead. ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not the arbiter. And and you have to have that experience. Who am I to say? That might that might be your wife. Am I going to keep you from your wife? You know, am I going to keep you from catching another domestic violence charge? And, and like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Who are your sponsees? Very, yeah. 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 But right? I, like, who am I to say? You're down. Go to jail. I, I don't know. You know, I don't so know. Wife or your wife so, so if that's what you want to do, right? And I'll try to stress that, you know, you know, our book tells us that once the spiritual malady is overcome, we straighten out mentally and physically, right? So that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to overcome this spiritual malady once you're straight mentally and physically you may not have that same desire but if you can't wait for that to happen take off how about it yeah and and i'll be here i love you no matter what you know i hope that is your wife i, I don't go in there telling her oh, what if the, what if the sponsor says hey like like obviously and hey i'm thinking about doing this what's your thoughts do you give me your thoughts yeah. thinking about doing oh, what yeah like going bang some chick yeah. oh yeah I, I'll, I'll try to you know Prepare those same alternatives. Like, right? hey, man. You know, these, these are the... But do you, what, I mean, what, yeah. Well, I use his own experience against him, right? What happened last time you did that, right? Uh, you know? I right? beat her. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like... You know, her around a little bit. And I don't even have to know. Right? Yeah. You know, yeah. they'll tell on themselves, yeah. right? Sometimes oh, and you, they get a realization. Like, Crap, every time I relapsed, it's been... With a girl. Yeah. Or, they, right? they start to connect the dots. Yeah. Like, hey, there's other things even, happening around the addiction. Or not even realize, but like every single time I have to make an amends, it's because I choose to do whatever I right. want to do. Yeah. yeah. You know, this is where, where I'm at right now. And I'm like, man, I'm tired of saying or apologizing. Yeah. Like, I'm, I try to like perform or act in a certain way 
so I don't have to make an amends. Right. You know, like, all right, I see this going this way, and every single time I go down that path, I tend to get burnt. Yeah. You know, really bad. Yeah. You know, and and like, how many times am I going to be burnt until I go back out? Right. You know. I want to kind of circle back. Um, One of the great benefits that that I gained from that experience and sponsoring that woman is I learned how to have women friends. I had so many women around me. And, and I if wasn't, that night had gone differently, you yeah. might have not had that same experience. Well, yeah. the whole experience, because it was almost a year. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I learned how to actually have women in my life and, and honor them and cherish them as, as God's children, yeah. regardless of what I thought about them. If yeah. I thought they were super attractive and I would do anything to be with them, yeah. or if I had zero interest, yeah. I could treat them the same, right? And that that experience was worth it alone. Yeah. Never and mind. When he told me that. That that is what encouraged me to like say, hey, you know what? I want to I want to experience that. Yeah, reevaluate you know? that. Yeah, like that's why I've been like when I see myself like going a certain way, I'm like, man, I want to have. I still want to have that experience. I want to have friendships because I remember like last year, I was like, man, I don't have no female friends. Right. You know, remember I was like, I don't have no female friends because of the fact that I knew that if I if I get intimate with a female. I'm going to want to have sex with her. I know who I am. Yeah, it doesn't matter. She could be the greatest girl in the world with all the morals and values. I'll yeah. corrupt her, right? Mm-hmm. I know how to get what I want. Like, I know how to I know how to steer conversations in a certain way right. so I can get my certain outcome. And if I, so when um when I realize that those patterns yeah. are, are taking place, I'm like, you know what? How am I going to do this in a certain way so I don't continue to do the things I've always done? Yeah. You know, I'm like, now I have a... Um, Paula and um yeah. and Alex like yeah. we're, we're friends yeah you know? like and I've made them aware of of the girl who I'm talking to right yeah. now you know like and it's been so far it's so good like it's a yeah. great experience you know being able to sort of view them as just human beings yeah you know as as human beings who's seeking a fellowship and wanting to uh, to be able to you know be viewed as human beings other than any sexual people. object yeah yeah you know like and I. Having that experience right now is like, man, this is great. Yeah. You know, I, it's, new, it's new to me. I yeah. feel like a baby in, in, in that. Yeah. And that's the real change, right? You know, at some point, this becomes no longer about drugs and alcohol, right? Right. It's like, do I want to be a better man and how can I go? Well, you start to strive for opportunities to, to learn how to be a better man. Yeah. It comes with a lot of mistakes, a lot of amends, a lot of, you know, everything, but a lot of blessings come, come through, right? If, if you persevere, right? Uh, if, you know, we don't hide out in church basements avoiding stuff. Yeah. Right. We're, we're out there living, learning, gaining experience, you know, correcting our mistakes, making things right. And, and the, the, product is a better man right uh, and and you know it was part of a, a men's spiritual retreat this guy that i really admired a man of a man said you know my goal for being here is to become softer and my instant reaction was like stupid who was that who was that you were there rich Bruckner. oh oh yeah rich said that okay yeah you know and and shared some experience right um and and how cool is that you know what i mean that like I'm not here to not drink or, or do drugs, right? I'm, I'm, I'm here to, to continue to grow and understand you, yeah. this relationship I have with God, myself. You know, I'm six years and I still don't know who I am. I think I know that usually that's where I get in trouble yeah. is I think I know, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, that's good. 
That's good. The heart is deceitful amongst all things. You got to be willing to start up from the position of like, hey, I probably don't know. I need some. And I, like, what, need some insight. What like what has been like my guiding force, like my guiding principle through all my relationships now? After all of the times, all of my like bad relationships, I'm just like. How can I be considerate in all areas of every single relationship right. I have with anybody? Right. right. And then, like, the girl I'm talking to right now, like, we're taking it super slow, right? And I'm like, I, I know she's, like, nudging me to, like, trying to make us official and everything. I don't, I mean, I understand, like, we've been talking for a couple months now, like, five, going on five months. I'm like, I've never done that. Yeah. You know, and, like, the kind of... Um, the, They're usually pregnant. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, Delivering right. twins. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm thinking... And um, I, I talked to my brother about this the, uh, last night. I was like, man, the, I feel like I, I got to do this in a way that I've never done it. So, like, I'm trying to plan it around, like, just making us official around no holidays, no birthdays, no things. So it can have its official day. Right, nice. and it can be like a, she, wow. That's a gonna, lot of that's a lot of forethought. Like, a, yeah. man, I've been planning this. I'm like, yo, I'm like, who is this guy? I'm, I know. I'm, I'm the week, <laughs> on the week that I'm gonna do it. Right, she she's not even gonna know, but she she's gonna be showered with gifts. You know? Yeah, yeah. She's gonna yeah. find. Um, she's gonna be bombarded. And yeah. She's, gonna, she's not gonna understand. I love that. It. Like, this is what I've been seeking, right? And uh, that that sense of like openness that I have right now, I still kind of like it. It's like when I'm confined to one person, I'm like, man, I want to go see somebody else. But if I like, if I just leave it open for a while, I mean, I'm like, I'm not prone not to. I like, I, I want to see where this is going. It's like that. It's like a wild card that I I still have in my back pocket. And and what I hear is, you know, it's for her, right? Everything that I've done up to this point has been for me. What can I get? How quick can I get it? And, yeah. and what way and shape can I get it? And everything that I just heard Axel talk about was for her, right? Yeah, honor. He doesn't her. need a special day, yeah. right? Um, you know, and and that's such the amazing thing is like. Everything that we start to do at some point becomes for them, right? Yeah. We benefit greatly, tremendously, right? Yeah. But but the aim is for them, yeah. right? You know, our benefit is just a byproduct yeah. of that. And when you're doing it that way, like you can't lose. Yeah. Like even if it goes horrifically. Yeah, I tell people all the time that I'm like those words where, you know, Jesus in the book of Acts says it's better to give than it is to receive, right? And it's like you start to realize, oh, the more selfless I, I I define my relationships by the actual, it's weird, counterintuitive, but the more benefit I get out of those relationships as well, but they have to start from this place of honoring the other person and putting the other person first. Right? Not just the individuals, yeah. but then, you know, the world around us. Yeah. Every single relationship, relationship, I've never done that. I'm like, how can I get her to honor me? <laughs> yeah, for real. And by that, you mean... <laughs> you know what he's he not, he's not following <laughs> Fernando the tailpipe, mate. <laughs> How did I get there? <laughs> so, the, and the cool thing is, you 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 begin to create play places rather than prisons for people, right? Yeah. Where you have your parents in a play place where you yeah. can just be genuinely yourself. You can come out and play. They can come out and play, and it doesn't matter who they. And then you're just surrounded. By all these play places, right? You're not walking by 
prisons and 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 death camps that that you created, designed, orchestrated, and were the you know guard and executioner of. Um, and the world just opens up. It becomes an amazing place that you can go anywhere you want to go. Certain places on purpose, um, like the the world around you changes. Right, you're changing, but really the world around you changes. It's just not a perception thing, right? It's actually changing. Right, at first it's a perception thing because I hate everyone and everything, right? But once that changes and and I change. Then I get to really see like what an amazing place that we live in, right? Yeah. What an amazing time to be alive, you know, whether that's historically true or not. Right. It's very true in my life today. No doubt. Yeah. 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 We become less interested in our little plans and in our schemes and more interested in our fellows. And I love that line because I had so many, you know, the book calls it. Bill, whoever wrote that line, little plans and schemes or little plans and designs. And now I look back and like all the plans that I had, even what I thought were big plans, were just little plans, you know, like little schemes and plans in comparison to what it's like to be open to the world and to the fellowship of the world, you know. More and more we become interested in seeing what we can contribute to life, hack into the stream of life. Stream of life, yeah. yeah. A lot, of, a lot of really cool analogies, you know, super biblical. Like, there's no denying that. When you take those promises, um, <laughs> right, and, like, you actually incorporate That's what I love those about. Yeah. And, and intellectualize and, and internalize all of those promises and manifest those things into your reality by practicing those principles, yeah. right? Man, it, it becomes like like what you were talking about earlier with uh, those those people that you were trying to, like, oh, man, you got to have this experience, <laughs> right? You're like... They don't understand that you're surfing this wave and you're just bobbing in the wind. You know, like, <laughs> right. you know they're like, "Oh, wait!" And you're just like, you're "Like, come on, jump on board!" But they they have no clue how to get. There. They're not. They don't even know they're in the ocean. They don't even know they're in the ocean. You know what I mean? You know? Yeah, yeah. And you're yeah, just yeah. surfing away. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 cool things happen, man. I'm I'm part of this book study. It's my sponsorship family, and we're doing Sermon on the Mount, right? And. Nice. You know, and I, I bristle sometimes when it comes to, to religion, right? And, yeah. and, and I've even read the book. It was suggested I read the book early on with some very clear directions about doing the Lord's Prayer first and then going back to the beginning. And, and I know there's something to it. I wasn't misguided, but I didn't have an experience. Right. And, and so I come into this thing and I pray for an open mind and heart. And, but I still don't, right? My mind will snap shut occasionally. Um, but I've got my sponsorship family, my sponsor, my sponsee brothers, and we're just breaking this thing down. We're sharing our experience. We're talking about all the similarities. And, and the experience I had last week was, you know, I would tell you that, that, you know, AA prepared me and brought me to God, right? Um, that, that this was this, this step that needed to be taken to even be, you know, willing to receive, right? And and what I realized last week is that this is the same stuff that I've been being told my whole life. There, there is no difference. It's the same stuff, right? I just couldn't hear it. I couldn't receive. And, and you know, though that is true, right, it's not like a, a higher level of attainment. It's just my ability to absorb it, my ability to to realize it, sure. right? And And that was a really cool thing because we're not – you know, there to for for theology purposes. As a matter of fact, the book is not really. It's it's kind of anti theology. You know, sure. um, which and, book are we talking about right now? Big uh, book. Sermon on the Mount. Oh yeah, yeah. Sermon on the Mount has its own book. 
Yeah. No, the Sermon on the Mount, it's recorded in Luke and Matthew. Yeah, like, but Emmett Emm, Emm, Fox wrote a book called Sermon on the Mount. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I should That's a different book. Gotcha, gotcha. That's a different book. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I really like, uh, you know, the way that he describes things, the way that he, you know, he just shares his experience yeah. as well. He's not no, trying cool. to teach anybody anything, right? He's just telling you what happened to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. You like that book? Um... I am really in love, like deeply in love with the the Sermon on the Mount, like the, the actual Sermon on the Mount. Like, I think that, I think most people don't understand the Sermon on the Mount. And I think that um, we should do, it'd be fun to do that with you guys one day. Like, I think if, I think if we sat down and looked at the Sermon on the Mount, I think I could articulate and show you some things there where you would go, oh my gosh, these are so these principles are the exact same things that we 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 teach in recovery like they're so the same 100 percent. you know what i mean like you would just be like what i didn't see that this time but now i see it yeah which is a cool realization especially for guys that have kind of been anti yeah right i don't want that i want freedom but not religion yeah right but you're kind of already doing it you know (laughs) like yeah we get tricked like i i I was tricked totally tricked i I continue to be tricked and and i'm more okay with it today you know you think usually when you've been tricked and you become aware you're you're less okay right the cool thing is i'm more aware that i'm being tricked but i'm more okay with it yeah you know which is really cool yeah that, that surrender you know well, that's as far as we can go for tonight. I appreciate you guys jumping in. Thank you to Sean who's joining us for the first time. You've yeah, been sure. very helpful. Appreciate you guys. And let's do like a, maybe a wrap up. Maybe like we'll get together and talk so there, one more time. Let's bring some folks. There back. is the families, the family afterwards. The um, to the employer, you know, and a vision okay. for you. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. Let's bring it back in. Let's cool. talk a little bit. Yeah, can't good. wait. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. See you guys. Thank Love you. It.